Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here for this episode of Pacific Ward. Um, this We're going to be talking about Star Atlas Sage module. Um, I've got the um, roadmap that they have released, the game manual for Sage. Um, of course, the starting one coming up in the next next uh, month, in either January, February, or March, the first quarter of, of 2023, will be the tech demo. Um, this particularly is for the engineers to be able to um, test their programs in a live in a live setting um, so of course they're going to deal with all the basic mechanics of it the resource extraction docking undocking being able to upgrade all the various that is particularly for the developers and not going to be for players however um, the pre-alpha um, which is going to be the main release of the game once they again scheduled for um, the first quarter of next year after a few weeks of testing um, they're going to have the, um, that's when you'll be able to do like the PvP ship combat. Um, you can set a home star system, the respawning missions, can modify your character, um, and of course begin to develop, uh, earn XP, um, earn experience, and be able to develop your council rank, which of course is your ranking with the faction that you have chosen in the Star Atlas universe. Um, those factions are of course Mud, Oni, and Uster. Now, of course, after the testing phase um, for the engineers and developers, we will have the actual pre-alpha release, our, um, and that is going to be the first actual playable module. Um, as they say here, uh, we will invite the Star Atlas community and ecosystem partners for pre-alpha playtesting of a limited gameplay, gameplay feature set. The goal of pre-alpha releases on DevNet is to identify game design, technical, and other issues, and improve game experience based upon player feedback. After several rounds of optimizing the core level features of Sage, we will deploy the programs to Mainnet, which of course means that that's, at that point it'll be publicly available to anyone who wishes to participate in the Star Atlas universe and to play the game, the Sage module. In the testing phase, they will be adding features and gameplay gradually as new systems are introduced for testing. Sage pre-alpha on day one will not be the same as Sage pre-alpha on week five. So apparently they're giving us a timeline for the pre-alpha stage of the game. Um, and that will be a playable test environment that they have for us. Um, which of course, um, to eventually develop into a fully fleshed out game. Or as they put it, feedback and participation from the community will help guide the decision on launching a minimum lovable product. With version 0, or the first actual public release of the game, um, or they, they version 0, the player-to-player -player economy. That's where players will finally start taking over the production and uh, uh, mining and production of the various uh, resources within the, within the game, the food, fuel, ammo, etc., we will then control that market and our actions in-game to find and mine those resources is going to be what determines their availability within the market. And of course, at this time, we'll also see a release of the LP store or loyalty points to reward players for their contributions to their faction. So of course, as people participate in this game, continue to mine resources, collect it, refine them, and, and give them to their faction's space station, you get those loyalty points, which of course later on will be exchangeable for, or later on you will be given Atlas as a reward for gaining loyalty within your faction. Now, of course, the ever important uh, question that most people want, since of course I was talking about the claim stakes, which went for, on for sale today, um, I got two of the smallest ones myself, so that way I'd be able to immediately establish a base of operations once the game is out. Um, 
version 1, v1 of the Sage module will include the claim stake utility, terrestrial operations, terrestrial ownership, or land claims, which is where you can actually own your own little habitat, land claim building progression, and land economics. Um, this release will focus on activating the land economy in Sage. This will be the first release where claim stakes can be used to secure a plot of land on planets. Players will engage in construction, upgrading, maintenance, and defense of terrestrial assets. Which, if I'm understanding the time scale that they're giving us correctly, the pre-alpha stage is going to be a five-week stage in which they test all the core elements of the Sage module and of eventually the core elements of the main game. It's the main Unreal Engine 5 game as well. Then, of course, the time difference between um, version 0 and version 1 um, can be anywhere from a few months to a year. Uh, I was talking with the development team, and that's the time scale that they gave. They didn't want to say they'd give too early of a release date, but of course, they also didn't want to say it's 10 years out. So about a year seems to be the, the what they are planning on having between each version release of Sage. So this time next year, we should be able to have land operations available within the Sage module. And of course, there's a parallel development going on with the Unreal Engine 5 showroom, um, where you'll begin to see more functionality and more gameplay mechanics that, are, that after they have been thoroughly tested in the Sage module, will of course be ported over to the Unreal Engine 5 game, um, which is currently a sh just a ship's showroom where you're able to um, engage in dogfighting, you're able to engage in a racing module, which is ultimately just a test for the basic controls of the gameplay to be able to allow, allow you to navigate in the world. That's what they're doing right now with that. Um, the land module, of course, is going to be about a year out from now. Um, version 2 is when they start introducing the career system, which, of course, career skill trees, various licenses, and other things that would be necessary to operate as, say, a particular class within the Star Atlas universe, so like a rescue operations, combat license, salvage and tow, all those various things is where they're going to be focusing um, on career specialization through career licenses, whether you want to specialize in bounty hunting, becoming a straight uh, space trucker via the freighting career, or start a, a DAC of fuel rats. Um, the second, the V2 release satisfy, satisfies all those needs, which of course I'm interested in that because like I'm probably going to be something like a bounty hunter at some point. I think that'd be ex you know some excellent fun. That or a data runner. Data runner, of course, is somebody who um, goes and explores into the medium and high risk zones finds out information of where like pirates and stations and all those you know, gets all the intel necessary then brings that back so that we you know we can prepare a battle so if we're if we're giving it a year between each one of these releases between uh, version zero and version one then this time next year well let's say beginning of 2024 we will have version one beginning of 2025 we will have version two which is going to, when they bring in the career licensing and of course these are just estimates at this point um game development is a very complex process and a lot of things can go wrong a lot of things can change depending on you know newer updates and technologies and throughout the testing process they might just find that you know things the way they're doing it now doesn't work and they'll have to change it that's how it is. Any gamer out there knows knows this process, and that's why we're more than willing to wait five, ten years for a game to be fully developed. Now with version 3 release, which is going to be like 2025, 2026, um, the version 3 will release uh, will focus heavily on crew and activities in space stations. Crew members will be individualized to have their own levels, aspirations, and traits. Crew synergies can manifest aboard your ship with proper planning. Been wondering where to call home? Don't have a hab on the central space station? Perhaps a player-owned space station is right for you. The third release will, will 
Expand upon the space stations to allow you to add your own new deck extensions, such as a shipyard, university, retail, and hangar. So that means that player-owned ships, player-owned stations are going to be able to have their own markets, their own hangars, and of course their own uh, university for dealing with the tech trees and shipyard to be able to repair and potentially build the ships themselves. Which, of course, that brings it into uh, the player's hands as to when new ships come about, and rather than just the developers releasing them, a certain amount at a time. Then in the fourth release of the Sage module, that is where they want, they, it is titled High Risk Zone Plus End Game. Um, that is where you'll actually be able to have permanent ship destruction, you'll be able to start dealing with um, bosses and rage, ship, you know, larger ship crafting, the political end game, um, insurance. That'll have to look into more, hopefully they get more detail on that later on. Deep space exploration, the stealth and scanning missions, which of course some of the smaller ships that I have would be perfect for that. It'd be small, hard to see, I'd be able to get data and get out. Now let's take a little bit of time and talk about the map that's going to be available in the Sage module. It's called the map of Gallia, which is the name of the star cluster that is inside the Milky Way galaxy. Of course, from the beginning, we will be able to see um, there will be secure zones that will allow new players to be able to explore, learn, gain experience without having to worry about their ship being destroyed. Um, outside of that will be the medium risk zones, and that is where PvP is allowed, or the PvP, or play, PvP and player versus environment gameplay is enabled. Combat in the medium risk zone comes with the risk of fleet destruction. Upon your fleet getting destroyed, you lose your fleet cargo and your fleet will undergo a respawn time. Once the respawn timer has elapsed, players can choose to reform their fleet either at a faction, a central space station, or their home star system. Um, of course, respawning at this uh, central space station is free, but fleets will always be in need of repair upon arriving at the selected respawn location, which makes sense. Each of the secure zones will have five star systems, including pre-populated system where central space stations reside. The medium, medium risk zone will have 36 star systems for a total of 51 star systems across the map. The number of star systems will increase over time. A star system is, has between four and eight planets, with the system broken up into an inner ring, a mid ring, and an outer ring. Um, the system always has at least one inner, one mid, and one outer planet that are unlocked with star base upgrading. Um, at the game start, some of the MRZ star systems will be controlled by Jorvik, a banished faction, and must be PvE cleared before establishing uh, Council of Peace control, which Council of Peace, of course, is the overall government and faction that um, is the galactic government in the Star Atlas system, where the Mud faction, the Oni faction, and the Ooster factions all came together in the Council of Peace in order to form a government particularly because they were exhausted after decades of war. Now, if I haven't already mentioned it, um, to start, a player must own a ship and deposit it into Sage. Um, you start out with a council rank of 1. Now, what that is, is, is basically the level progression system within Sage. Um, as they say, council rank is an account-wide progression level that is a measure of the player's in-game stature and of course, players will be starting out at a council rank of one. With a counter, counter rank one, you get a total of three privilege points, which of course can immediately be used to upgrade the amount of fleets that you can have, the size of a fleet you can have, a crafting capacity, and other gameplay elements that will, of course, level as you progress. Your council rank, of course, will be going up by the amount of experience points you earn. 
XP is earned by resource extraction, crafting, and combat. Um, XP earned across multiple fleets all contribute to the same council rank progression. So if you use your, say, your medium-sized fleet to will uh, all be pulling an experience to you, your small fleet will do the same. It's all collated into the same system. Now, of course, you have a limited number of these uh, privilege points, but um, with a small atlas fee, you are able to reallocate those points. With the way that they put their fleet system, um, starting out with three points, that means that you'd be able to have a, if you put it all into fleet size, you'd be able to make it to where you'd have a fleet size of three extra small, or two X small ships. That's like the little speeder bikes, the Pierce X4, the Opal Jet, those little small bikes. Between levels one and 10, you only gain one point per level. However, after rank 10, you will gain five per level. Sorry, five points every 10th level. Now, of course, in order to minimize the barriers to entry, a player only needs a ship and all four, which is the four base resources, to start playing Sage. With the starting assets, a new player will be able to form their first fleet, supply it with R4, and go explore their first star system. Since players start out at a council rank of 1, owners of high-class ships will not have their fleet size upgraded enough to use them immediately. To address this, the Council of Peace has temporarily agreed to establish the Commander Progression Program. It's temporarily available to those um, players that have enlisted ships in the faction fleet. This allows players to use smaller class um, council-provided assets given they have enough program points. That way, those that um, invested in some of the larger ships will still be able to immediately play with small with smaller ships that are given to them by the faction. Now, of course, I just wanted to be able to give you a basic timeline of what we're expecting here. Um, the pre-alpha should be released in the first quarter. Um, then it will be, like they say, um, week five is when we can expect version zero. That's, of course, the timeline that they gave us, and that's always subject to change considering the difficulties and technical you know, challenges that they have over, have to overcome in developing an entirely new game based on crypto. So of course, once the initial release of the testing module, five weeks later is the deadline for the first public playable module where the community such as us is going to be invited to play. What that looks like is, of course, we're probably going to be able to see a version zero of the game by May or June. Um, after thorough testing has been done, they made sure that their um, elements work. Um, so this has been this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, I will try to continue to bring you updates on the Star Atlas universe as it develops. Thank you for being here.